Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeremy, that was an awesome job, man. Great show. Thank you. So I guess I want to start out by asking about you grew up in Kentucky in a border town with the Ohio River, and um, some of your songs here are from Cincinnati. So how did that influence you early on? Uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, I, don't, I, I really don't know. We moved over to Kentucky when I was about seven. Um, my parents' church was in Kentucky, so they just wanted to be close to the church, I'm guessing. So that's what we did. We moved to Ellesmere, Kentucky. And uh, yeah. And you got a Kentucky tattoo on one side of your head and Ohio on the other, and you're kind of yeah. in the middle there, huh? Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, did you start out playing metal music? Uh, you know, as a kid, I mean, you listen to stuff growing up. Uh, I grew up in church, so we weren't really allowed to listen to a lot of secular music so um by the time i turned 17 i just kind of was like you know i'm just going to listen to whatever i want and then kind of open up the floodgates and then you know you start listening to punk rock because it's anti-authority and then you start listening to hardcore music uh it's just kind of like a gradual progression for a guy like me yeah so when did you make the transition to country uh you know i i started um i heard a band uh called palace music I don't know if, uh, it's just, uh, when I heard that record, it just kind of, like, changed my life, you know? Like, really, just hearing Will Oldham uh, sing, uh, just, like, real powerful. And so I was somewhere between the ages of 18 and 21, you know, where I just kind of, like, slowly started to listen to different kind of music, like Paycheck, and then, uh, you know, um, you know, the Silver Fox, uh, Charlie Rich and uh, and uh, stuff like that, and so yeah, it's just like a gradual progression, and then switched over, you know. Yeah, and so I've been listening to your first two albums, and it seems like when you went into the second album, were they both done at Candyland Studios, by the way? Where no, were where were first, those ones recorded? The first one was done at a, a studio in Covington, Kentucky, called uh, Iron Wing Studios. A friend of mine, Brandon Weaver. Uh, recorded that record and he did a great job you know it was a bunch of guys that really didn't know how to play country music that were just like kind of stumbling through it you know and uh, trying to figure it out and he was real helpful so yeah, and then the second record was recorded with Mike Montgomery at uh, Candyland Studios in Dayton Kentucky okay so. um, and it seems like the transition between the two albums the first album deals with a lot darker themes maybe and then the second one Seems like you're in a little better place, I guess. Um, you have a, um, I'm trying to think, what was the, 
ain't nothing wrong. Mm. Um, so what happened between the first and second album? Uh, I think with the first record, I was like dealing with some back catalog and uh, and kind of like just coming from a place like uh, of just kind of like your mind clearing up and then uh, but still living a bit in the past because that's just what you know, you know. And um, and so I sang about what I knew at that point, and uh, which was very limited, and uh, which is still limited, but it's, it's getting better. And then, like with the second record, I started to realize. Someone told me, "Hey, Jeremy, why don't you start singing about the good things in your life?" And I'd never <laughs> thought about that, you right. know. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should talk about my wife and my son and how good life is." I don't think enough songwriters talk about how good life is today, you know, the great things in life, you know, and um, and uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to, like, sing about good stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's room for all that other stuff because it's definitely necessary. But uh, for me personally, I just, life's so good. Why not talk about it, you know? Yeah. And then your third album was a live album at Candyland. Um Tell me about that one. What's what's Candyland Studios like? I'm not super familiar with that studio, and you know who worked on that, and who were your players on that one? Uh, that record, uh, like, um, you know, I they wanted me to do because we were going to release Ohio, Kentucky, that first album on vinyl, and they wanted me to like they wanted to make it special, so they were like, well, why don't you do an acoustic side, like make it a double record, just do some of the songs, maybe some songs that aren't on that record, so. I went in there after work, I think it was like on a Tuesday night, and just cut a bunch of tunes, and and uh, Mike Montgomery recorded it, uh, you know, um, my buddy Chris Muller, who's been a great help, and uh, uh, he was there, and, uh, um, you know, we just, uh, we just knocked it out real quick, a couple hours, and then I was able to go home. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, I saw you've been doing some shows with Carson McCone. And, yeah. And she's also has recorded at Candyland. Did you know her from Candyland or on the road? How'd you get, get hooked up with her? Uh, Carson helped us out about three years ago, maybe three, four years ago, I think. She, she was playing a show in Cincinnati, and our drummer, or her drummer at the time was Adam Nury, which is, he's from uh, Richmond, New Richmond, Ohio. And, uh, and so he reached out to us to play show with Carson in Cincinnati and uh Carson's been helping us out ever since and she's she's incredibly talented and she's uh just a super good person so uh you know as much as you can play with those people you want to you know yeah for sure so. and you've been on tour it seems like you've done a lot of dates this year mm-hmm. um what what's next for you are you doing more shows and then You've got Americana Fest coming up, so tell me about that. Yeah, we do have Americana Fest coming up, and that that's my first year there. My buddy Terry Rickards, who's just been a huge help and a and, a, and just a huge influence on me, and uh, uh, he helped us get in there. and um, And then we get to go to France next month to play some rodeo in the south of France, which is crazy, you know. So, uh, I mean, we got a lot of things coming up. Uh, we'll do some weekends in the fall and. Uh, and we still got a couple more days on this tour, and uh, we're excited to see our families, and you know, so yeah, yeah. And you're an official showcase artist for Americana Fest. Yeah, where are your shows gonna be? 
I believe it's at the basement. Okay. I believe we're at the basement. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I yeah. wish I knew the date. I would say it on the microphone, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your family. I know you've been on the road. Like, Do you love being on the road, or do you feel like you just need to do it, or are you happy to come home? I mean, where do you find yourself more at home or more on the road? It's tough, and I was just thinking uh, yesterday uh, we stopped, and uh, I was watching a bunch of guys like carry a bunch of sod over this house they were building, and uh, and I was just thinking, man, it's gonna be tough to go back and start mowing grass again after being on the road for a month and just kind of having fun and writing music, and you know, and um, of course I miss my son and I miss my wife and I miss being home. Uh, uh, I wish they could come with me, you know, that would make us a lot easier. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's a, yeah, you got to do it, but you, you might as well enjoy it if you got to do it. No reason hating what you got to do. So, um, we just try to have fun. We miss our families, but we try to have fun. Yeah. And are you li- currently living in Kentucky or where are you living now? I am. I live in, uh, Fort Thomas, Kentucky. And, uh, me and my wife pretend to be rich, but we're really not, you know. It's kind of like a nicer part of town, but uh, it's fun, you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's nice yeah, I used there. to live on the south side of Kentucky over uh, Fort Campbell area, yeah. so Bowling okay. Green, yeah. places yeah. like that. But So when you write music, are you usually writing on the road? Are you writing at home? Yeah, I usually, write, uh, I usually write on my way to work or, um, you know, while I'm working. Uh, at home, there's not too much time to sit down and play the guitar. You're usually working or, you know, running around with the boy or uh, or um, just doing home stuff, you know. Yeah. And when I'm at home, I'd rather not play music. You know, I'd rather go do stuff that I want to do, you know. Yeah. What are those other things? What do you do hobby-wise? Um, well, hang out with my family, first of all. Uh we go fishing. My wife's really good at fishing. I'm terrible at it. Uh, she'd catch more fish than me any day, you know. She laughs about it, too, but I'll settle that score later, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, Jeremy, it's been great having yeah, you in here thank today. You. And, Shit. you know, we look forward to all your, your future albums and come back when uh, you got a new one. We'd love to. All right. Thanks a lot, Thank man. you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.